Sonic States. Right, hello and welcome everybody to Sonic Talk number 207, recording live today on Wednesday the 16th of February uh, 2011. Um, obviously, you're, if you're listening now, you're hearing us live, because we now have live streaming facilities of our very own, our own IRC chat room, of which I can see there are plenty of people in there. So thank you very much, everybody, for joining. If you don't know what I'm talking about and you want to join in. What is this great thing that Nick is talking about? SonicState.com forward slash live, 4pm UK time is what you need to think about. Uh, SonicState.com forward slash live, that's UK time, 4pm on a Wednesday. So anyway, welcome everybody. Uh, we've got um, we've got the old gang, which is really good because we haven't had a, heard from them for a little while. So let's start with probably the people we haven't spoken to for the longest. I'd like to say hello and welcome to PJ Tracy at PJTracyMusic.com. Emmy winning PJ Tracy. Of course. How are you, good PJ? Good morning. Good morning. I'm great. I'm great. Excellent. Glad to uh, hear it. It's real. It's yeah. Wonderful to be here. I'm uh, in the middle of a of a studio redesign. Um, ah. I've finally uh, decided to hire out an acoustician to come in and and look at my room and and make recommendations and uh, install um, you know install proper treatment and uh, ah. so I've gone to acoustic science. Uh, company and and they're uh putting together something and then new uh new analog to digital and digital to analog conversion and new monitoring and uh i think it's going to be uh it's going to be fantastic when, I get, when I get does that mean it. you've just won a, a, a lucrative new contract <laughs> or you just feel it's time i i i actually did i, I just Woo! finished tying one up yeah oh, well done congratulations thank you Oh, good, good. Um, so, uh, what do they say, PJ? You're going to have to get rid of all of these mirrors. They're no good for acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did say that, they, and and no good for your narcissistic tendencies either. Ah, so they, they they offer that as an additional service, do they? <laughs> you know, you know, what would help your your composing careers if you stopped walking around the studio looking at reflections of yourself. All day. <laughs> <laughs> well, well done. I'm glad to hear you got. Is it something you can talk about, or is it under wraps? Your new your new gig. Uh, actually, I, I, I can't talk about it. Well, that's okay. It's, it's, it's strange. I, I, never, I never get involved in projects that I can't talk about, but this one I can't. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, obviously, we're all massively intrigued. I will have to, we'll have to <laughs> you, pump you, you, you for information be. offline. But, uh, you, you won't be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not that exciting. It's just... Uh, yeah, it's just what it is. Well, PJ, anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, always a pleasure to have you aboard. And also, let's uh, let's say hello to Mark Tinley. Uh, how are you doing? Um, I haven't heard of you for a while. I, I guess um, you, your circumstances have changed, right? You're, it's a bit harder for you to make this time, I understand. It is a little bit, yeah, because my partner's now got a real job, which involves her not being here at all during the day. <sighs> and that means that I'm on full-on... Uh, child duties at the moment, but I did. I actually did my accounts for the year before last, and then I thought, good heavens, that's the least money I've ever earned. <laughs> and I started doing them for this year, and then I went, oh my god, I haven't actually done anything since last April. I've just been kind of sitting around reading about enlightenment and things and coming up with ideas. I think it's called uh, self really in- self improvement, isn't it? No, I think it's called self indulgence. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it, I, it, I can just about get back here by four if I really push it. And then I've uh, East is uh, it really into Club Penguin at the moment, so he's gone straight onto Club Penguin. So we've. Uh, is that we've, some sort of interweb thing? 
It's an internet, it's a Disney game with uh, uh, you have a penguin avatar and you go around all these different other kind of games. And I've been there. My daughter's just got into Moshi Monsters, which is being heavily advertised. <laughs> she really enjoys that. Well, oh, right. well, Mark, um, of course, is a, a very accomplished sound designer, programmer, a player, producer, songwriter. So anybody who has got any gigs, maybe yeah. you should get in touch <laughs> with Mark right here. Where's the best place for them to get in touch with you? Oh, via my website, I guess, uh, the likebeing.com. Actually, there is, there is a, um, there's a sound art page on my website with all my details for how to hire me and everything. Okay. So, they can go there. so what's the, uh, sorry, um, say the URL once again, please. So likebeing.com will take them to the website. That's the easiest one to Brilliant. say or remember. Okay, or well, funnymachine.com. Well, funnymachine.com, a, a plethora of ways. There, All roads lead to Mark. Anyway, Mark, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Uh, and, uh, well, let's say also hello to Gaz Williams uh, over in Bristol, our resident uh, producer, Welsh producer, based in Bristol. How are you, Gaz? Yeah, I'm much better. I was a bit ill last week. So. <laughs> oh, yes, you said um, you had food. Was it food poisoning? No, I think it turned out to be like some sort of sickness bug or something. Oh, which, uh, a lot of it about... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was a little subdued last week, but uh, I'm feeling right as rain now. I'm well, it's probably a good job because uh, we, Michelle Moog, uh, Kusa, Michelle Moog Kusa, <laughs> was uh, <laughs> uh, a great guest last week. I had a real lot of fun. It was a really good show, but uh, obviously, you know, we had to spend quite a lot. We, well, we have to, but uh, it was interesting talking to her to such a degree. So mm. we got some really good, uh, really good information out there. Really enjoyed last week's show. Uh, mm. Songsurgeon.co.uk, is that right? Yeah. That's right, yeah. That's, sort of, um, that's where you can see what Gaz is up to. Yeah, I've been having a really, really interesting few. Um, this week, actually, it's been great. I've had uh, loads of interesting jobs on. Um, I recorded this choir in uh, St. Mary Redcliffe's Church on Saturday. That's a, an absolutely beautiful church. I can't believe I've not been in there before. It's like a huge cathedral. And uh, so it was great opportunity to try out some interesting microphone techniques. I recorded oh. it in surround, in surround sound as well, so that... So, um, oh, interesting! I uh, there's a there's a well, was a maternity ward near there, where right. I was in fact born. Oh, <laughs> hmm. that maybe nice. the echo of my wailing, uh, my my wailing <laughs> tender years is yeah. is somehow it's still echoing around in the top mm. arc, the top bits of uh, the echoey bits of the church. Uh, that's a bit <laughs> overly romantic, I think. Uh, well, anyway, Gaz, songsurgeon.co.uk, thanks for joining us. And coming back this way, we've also got... Uh, oh, let's say hello to Rich Hilton. Rich Hilton, of course, uh, main man at uh, Le Crib Studios, uh, Nile Rogers' own personal facility, as well as being a player, producer, engineer, and many other things besides. How are you, Rich? I'm good. I'm very good. Thank you. Excellent. It's a gorgeous, cold, wintry day here in Newtown. Oh, cool. Not snowing yeah. for a change. No, it's sunny and uh, frozen. Oh, well. <laughs> Just the same old, same old. Anyway, uh, myspace.com forward slash Hiltonius uh, is where you can find what Rich is up to. Um, you can also find him on Facebook. Is that right? Pretty yeah. much. Same old deal. Hiltonius. Hiltonius. All right. Okay. And lastly, but certainly no mind by no means leastly, Dave Spears, g4software.com. How are you, Dave? I'm all right, thanks. Jolly good. How's that, how's that Rhodes piano coming along? It's a Wurlitzer. Oh, it's a Wurlitzer. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. I should know. I've got a Wurlitzer too, and it's the same as mine. Yes. Um, so you found a better place to put it so you can actually get in and out of your room, or are you still crawling underneath it? No, there is no better place to put it. <laughs> there isn't. <laughs> right. There isn't. But it's been really, it's brilliant, and I love playing it. And in fact, I've started to get my chops back together, which has been hilarious, I have to say. You I've been looking- doing all these... 
various exercises and god it's amazing how quickly you get rusty so yes an hour of practice every day oh really how very diligent of you i've never uh i haven't done that for many years which is probably why i can't play the keyboard to any great (laughs) degree but that's okay i can use it i can use a synth such as the ultranova as i've got over here which i've been reviewing this week um which has kind of been fun but perhaps uh, I'll save that for the review, which will be coming up shortly. So, goodness, mm. we've got so many things to look at. Um, I, I thought I, maybe we could start with uh, this Sonos thing, because I like the look of it. It's, I don't know why. It's not particularly uh, music technology, but it's technology to do with music, if you see what I mean. So let me just play this a moment. Own an Android smartphone? Love music? Now you can use your Android phone to rock the house with the Sonos wireless music system. Download the free Sonos controller for Android, and you'll have wireless control over a world of music. Sonos lets you tune into thousands of free internet radio stations from around the world. Connect to... That's a terrible piece of uh, advertising, but I thought I'd play something just because otherwise I'd be talking about it. But I don't know if you know, Sonos make, uh, they make kind of that multi-room um, network audio kind of stuff, right? And up to now they've had like these little base stations that you plug speakers into. But now they've got this thing called the S5, which is, as far as I can tell, it's like a kind of um, computer ba- a computer set in inside an active speaker system. And it's got the ability to play networked audio plus uh, access systems like Spotify, Last FM, Napster, Pandora, Audio, Rhapsody, Sirius XM, Internet, and also Internet Radio, and any kind of downloads from any service offering DRM-free tracks. So you can basically use your phone or your iPod. There's all sorts of apps. There's an app for Android, which is why this news item came up, and an Android app and an iPhone app as well. So you can basically just dial it in. But you can play different things in different rooms if you've got them. And I just looked at that and thought, all this time I've been trying to sort out my... Um, uh, my, my kind of home listening system and trying all these different ways and it's just like this is what I actually need it's just such a shame it's so pricey but everybody I've spoken to says it's brilliant and sounds awesome anyone know of it? anyone want one? well I've got a similar system I've got the Logitech squeeze box system throughout my house which is actually I watched that video that you sent and um, it's a very similar system but it's a, a hell of a lot cheaper actually so uh-huh. <laughs> um and I use it like I use it all the time. I've got one in the kitchen, in the living room, and in, in the bedroom as well. And uh, and you can get a, an i an iPhone app to control it as well. So very similar again. Um, but I've got a dedicated handheld remote control that can that can control all of them in the house. Um, and it's great. It's really good. I especially like using it for Last FM. I think it makes Last FM just the most awesome service. Um, but uh, I also upload things to iTunes. It's like a MP3 locker, um, so you can kind of. I think that's twenty gig. Oh, really? Of, uh, can, on cloud, yeah. Can you also um, access Spotify and that kind of stuff, or sort of other streaming services? Y- yes, spots. Yeah, I, I I actually subscribe to Napster, which is like five pounds a month, and that gives me sort of um, pretty much all the new albums as and when they come out, and I think a library of about. 10 million songs or something <laughs> uh, and Spotify has just become available for it but you have to use the premium service which yeah. I think is the same, same with the Sonos and do you need yeah. a host computer to run it on or does that run um, embedded uh, in the actual n- no I, you can do um, I, I've, I sometimes do um, you can either use it you can either run a cert, like some like a home server software and then you can sort of use that so you can access your own sort of mp3 library or, or whatever uh, but or you can use like um, 
you can connect directly to your Wi-Fi router. And uh, and then there's like an online service called mysqueezebox.com, which gives you the ability then just to sort of connect directly with and not have to have a computer on, which is how I actually yeah, like to use it. that's what I want. Oh, interesting. Because, yeah. Mark, me and you went for the Roku radio, didn't we? Did you, have you still got your Roku radio? I think it's Roku, isn't it? Roku. Um, I have, but it broke. <laughs> so I did mine. I bought one for Gina for Christmas, and the, the power supply, I think, is gone. But what uh, we've done something slightly different. And when I went for the Roku radio, actually, I bought a... Oh, God, I can't remember the name of it. It's a terror station, but I can't remember. Oh, it's like a NAS thing, yeah. Yeah, so I've got all my music on that. And I've actually got an application on my iPhone, which will, uh, which will uh, kind of, what's the word, trawl through the directories on the Terra station to find out what music's on it. And then I can play back the music on the phone. But now that iOS 4 point whatever it is allows you to connect to i, what are they called, AirTunes right, okay. uh, things, I've got a couple of AirTunes things, one of which I brought in New York when I went there to see Rich Hilton, actually. Ah. So I've got that same little unit, and I can just literally suck the music out of the terror station into the phone and spit it back out into the speaker. So it kind of... And then I can choose which speakers I want to have switched on or not. Oh, that so sounds good. I, I think the thing about this is that what excites me is the fact that it's just self-contained, just sits there, you power it up. I know, um, Dave, do you have any access to this kind of thing? Or are you, because, I mean, you're basically in your office the whole time, which has got a built, you know, it's full monitoring system and a bunch of computers. So I suppose you probably don't need it, do you? No, not really. I've got, um, what are they, airport expresses all over the house. And they're all connected to sort of various systems. So I can pump stuff from iTunes into whichever room I want. But I tend not to, actually, because I don't like music. (laughs) <laughs> I've had enough of it all day. I want silence. Yeah, there is something to be said for that. Just turn that it, off. Yeah. It works with audio books as well, you know. <laughs> oh, you have a bedtime story. I, well, I use my phone for it all at the moment because I just listen to. I'm listening to audio books just continuously. Well, obviously, I'm not listening to one now, but uh, you know, <laughs> that would that would be pretty impressive if I could listen to it and take it in and do the show. I'm getting there because this is you know I, I am multitasking quite heavily when I do do the show, but you know I'm not quite there yet. Can I just talk about that for a second? Yeah. Because I saw a program about brain science recently on uh, Horizon on the BBC, I think. And they talked about this guy and they'd taken a, a metal straw and put it in the back of his brain and they'd sucked out his hippocampus so Ooh. he couldn't form any new memories. But then they put these uh, motor tasks in front of him where they taught him, they gave him the shape of a star and then he had to draw around the shape of the star and usually uh, looking in a mirror with a different colored pen and usually when somebody does that the first time they do it they're all over the place and then they improve and improve and improve until it becomes a skill that they can you know move in the opposite direction to what they're seeing and if he could form no new memories then he couldn't improve this skill theoretically but uh, they found quite remarkably that he was able to form new mem- uh, he was forming new kinesthetic memories but had no conscious knowledge that he was forming those memories so I have this theory that if I listen to audiobooks in my sleep that I'm forming uh, subconscious memories about that uh. information so I might not consciously know the content of the book but, but subconsciously you've... I'm multitasking aren't I because I'm sleeping 
and I'm forming subconscious memories about these kind uh, of things. One quick question. How did they talk him into having his hippocampus sucked out through a straw <laughs> from the back of his head? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just seems like an obvious question, but, you know. He, was, uh, he, he had epilepsy, and it was the 1950s, so it was a... So they didn't ask him. They just kind of helped themselves. a bad combination yeah. right there. <laughs> Whoa. It was, uh, it's like, you know, experimental <laughs> brain science. Jeez. Uh, the next question was going to be... Um, uh, which I've forgotten now. Damn, that's a shame. <laughs> Never mind. I obviously, maybe someone's done that to me and I haven't noticed. You're yeah. very apt. <laughs> <laughs> Hippocampus milkshake. <laughs> wow. Rich, Rich, just just getting back to the kind of listening around the house. Have you got uh, have you got a similar system or does this is this the sort of thing or do you have have very specific? I imagine you know you're quite you're, you're being all you know perhaps more um studio based than the rest of us on a daily basis you're probably more fussy uh or am i making suppositions there oh i'm just so darn fussy that guy <laughs> um i have a distributed uh airport system not oh, okay. unlike the ones dave and mark described um one of my however one of my airports is connected digitally via optical cable to its associated receiver and plays through my surround rig downstairs and actually sounds pretty good. Ooh. That um, sounds pretty sweet. And the fact that they put air tunes in the handheld devices made it that much easier. But even before, I always had my laptop open, which has my biggest music library anyway, and you could use this program called Remote from the handheld to control the laptop sending the signal to the other things anyway. So like the fact that I can do it from my handheld now just kind of skips a step. But... Um, it does. It didn't actually add any functionality for me, but it's cool and it's fun. And one, sometimes I do, but mostly I don't. Kind of like Dave. Yeah, I hate music. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, had enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> I just want something uh, to displace the tune that's going around my head that I've been working on for the last three days. Yeah. But what it is is sometimes I'm cooking. Quite often I'm cooking if I'm here, and um, and I like to hear music when in the other. You know, like I'd like it if it were in the same room, which is what's cool about this product that you uh, started with, which is the Android thing, where they're selling you remote speakers that are wirelessly networked, which is kind of cool because that means you can put it anywhere. Yeah. Whereas right now I'm limited to playing it through my lovely little living room rig while I'm in the kitchen cooking, you know, and that's about the only thing I can say I miss is having a nice little wireless rig, and I'm sure I could find one for the kitchen if I really. Maybe that's Christmas time. Maybe I think that, I mean, but that's the thing for me, it's self-contained. And also, there is so, another factor, and I, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but how is your wife at um, selecting and playing back things over the home system? Is she able to navigate that? <laughs> you know, because- she would not even begin to attempt to do what I'm describing to you now, which is play music from some other source through the living room rig, well, or through any of the rigs here, because I've got it connected to all of them, but... No. And, Do you see my point? I could go further into the other things that would confuse her about that system in general. But, but, um, well, I'm no, thinking, you know, all my kids, all my daughters, I mean, that's what I mean. It's the lab, the, the, I like the idea that I could just have an iPod touch line around the place. You know, anyone could pick it up and go, oh, I want to listen to that tune. Well, just dial up the Spotify thing, search for it, play it. It will play on the speakers in the kitchen or wherever it is. Yeah. That's what yeah. I like the idea of. I really, I mean, but I, yeah. I think I might have said recently what I've um, done. Because I, I, I no longer have a computer um, serving the media. It's just uh, I've got this iAmiga iConnect, which is basically just a little, a little embedded operating system on a tiny sort of USB kind of device that you plug drives into, and it just got a media server built in. So I took the drive that was connected to the Mac Mini, plugged it into that, and it just sort of went, hello, here's all your tunes. Where do you want them to play? And it means I don't have to have a machine on all the time. I just have a hard drive on, and that's it. Wow, how cool. That sounds quite good. And it's like 50 quid. 
So I brought the Mac, the Mac Mini is now in the office being used for Sonic business. So it's yet another one of my personal possessions that's been sort of <laughs> absorbed <laughs> into the Sonic. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The way, it, the way it works for other people in our house is that we bought a piece of software called Airfoil, which runs on all the PCs. So that basically means that any PC can hijack the mm-hmm. Airport Express and play audio through it. Right. So Gina, if she wants to play music, she, any program she can run on her PC, she can make come out of any set of speakers in her house. And the same with this little laptop I've got in front of me. I could make this scout. Uh, I, no, no, well, yeah. I could make this Skype call come out the speakers if I wanted to frighten people. I'd actually, but she is Daniel- an IT expert, a highly paid IT professional, professional as well. So I'm just thinking in terms of like the layperson, it's kind of that that thing that I like the sound of because that's that's another reason I got rid of the Mac Mini because it, even as a DVD player it was sort of too much to deal with so I just bought a DVD player instead and that's like easier or mar- right. marginally easier <laughs> I should say <laughs> P- PJ how do you do it um, where you are? Well I'm in the Stone Age compared to the rest of you I have a simple iPod docking station yes. and uh hook my iPod or my wife's iPod into that and then have various apps on the iPod that will access content, um, you know, that we want to access. So either, you know, the straight up music library out of the iPods, uh, library, or, um, I've got the Pandora app. I have an app for national public radio so I can access all of the shows that I like, uh, via that and like rich i like to listen while i'm cooking so i set the ipod docking station in the in the kitchen and listen to uh various shows while cooking and then also there's a couple of podcasts um other than this one that i subscribe to and uh, <gasps> do that through the ipod as well ah pj did you know that we got a uh, 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 mention in tape op magazine no, the, did this we? Pod, yeah, apparently last episode, uh, the uh, issue 181 or 81, I don't know which Ooh. one it was. So, yeah. well, uh, just thought I'd mention it to you. Um, oh, fantastic. Wonderful. Uh, there was one other thing that I was going to mention. I mean, the, the uh, but that's gone as well. I, I think I must have had my um, hippocampus removed because my memory is completely <laughs> gone. <laughs> I've noticed the theme, actually, and the theme is cooking because I love cooking. Yeah. But does Dave love cooking? No. No, Dave. No. Dave does not. You know what, though? I'll tell you what it is. Um, the other, th- the other thing that the other thing that came up when we looked at this is I was talking to Andy about this, and he was saying he's heard lots of little kind of compact speaker systems recently that just sound absolutely amazing. And we wondered whether mm. there'd been some kind of advance in porting or some kind of technology that made us be able to get these huge sounds out of relatively small speaker systems. It seems to be just getting better and better. Yeah. Or, or is it all um, you know, psychoacoustics and, and trickery? What? 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 I think I assert that we're all getting older and going deaf and it just sounds amazing <laughs> to us now. Right, we have no idea. <laughs> I think uh, the D-class amplifiers, like really sort of small digital amplifiers and, uh, you know. Oh, that's made, that made the overall vo- mass of something seem much smaller. That's yeah, true. and sort of yeah, because like I've got the squeeze box radio that I've got in the bedroom. That's it's really quite a small thing. It's just a mono sort of. Uh, it sounds unbelievably good. It really, really good. Do it's you so do you better. can you use it for chucking mixes? Is it good enough for that? I, just... I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, that's why I I chuck mixes up onto this MP3 locker thing, and uh, 
and then I can access the mixes then sort of on any of the devices in there. And yeah, it's very good. It's a very good way to check the mixes. Wow. Well, excellent. Anyway, um, that is the Sonos S3, S5, I think it's called. Um, that, that sort of started off. I think it's uh, 349 bucks, uh, 349 pounds, probably about 500 bucks per unit. But it's got five speakers, a sub, and it's supposed to sound pretty damn good. Um, there was a roundup recently on the Gadget Show, and they just went, this just sounds much better than anything else we've tried. But anyway, um, let's now say a, a, a word from our sponsors. Uh, always nice to uh, continue to hear from them. And, of course, that's uh, Yamaha. Yamaha uh, are currently telling us all about the mixers because, as we know, Yamaha have made an enormous number of mixers. I mean, we've got... I'm using one now. The podcast is actually running through a Yamaha digital mixer, DM1000, which is it's fabulous for it because uh, it enables me to do all sorts of other things. But they make analog mixers, whatever. Even though a lot of us now mix in the box, there are places where a hardware mixer is essential because, I mean, there's some things you just can't do with, uh, you know, a routing inter- inside the computer. There are loads of different Yamaha mixers for different applications. We've got the reliable analog mixers, uh, which are great for simple keyboard and sub-mixing, powered mixers for performance, large-frame analog mixers like they use for huge live shows and have done for years uh there's also the you know industry standard range of uh, o series digital mixers let's talk about the mg mixers as well because they've got us built-in usb audio interfaces there's a lineup of 12 different models from 8 channel to 32 channel they've also got a single knob compressor on every channel which allows you to uh, tighten up various signals if you're just in a hurry or maybe you're using the rehearsals uh, or you're working in a rush uh they've not all of them have got usb ports but quite a lot of them have got uh, 44 1k uh, 24-bit digital audio in and out so you can use them for a gig or rehearsal or even a podcast uh, usb models are even come shipped with cubase ai5 so if you're in the UK, go along to a Pulse store. You can find out where they are on yamahadownload.com. Check out the construction, you know, put some audio through it. Or if you're looking at some of the higher-end things, check out yamahaproaudio.com. And once again, we want to say thank you very much to Yamaha for the continued sponsorship of the show. Anyone want to hear a singing dog, then? <laughs> yeah. Now, this, this is, yeah, this kind of blew my mind a little bit. I don't know why it did, because I don't see why I'm so surprised. But here we go. Let me play it for you. I won't play all of it because obviously the sort of howling dog is uh, sometimes a bit much, but that is Mishka, who is a husky, obviously a very clever husky because uh, she's got her entire website and series of um, releases and a YouTube channel based to her. Her YouTube channel has had, now get this, uh, let me see what was the figures. It, was, it just terrified me. 107 million upload views of the videos that Mishka has set up. Set. And what obviously was going on there, the backing track was a bit ropey, but... Guessing she was singing into uh, an app on uh, the iPad using some sort of auto tune, and it was actually, I, I guess the thing about it was, um, well, maybe we can get onto that. But what did you think? You think she's got a career? I mean, I don't know how much money this guy's made because you can buy this via iTunes and all the other kind of major <laughs> outlets. What do you think, Gaz? Well, I, exploitation. I, was to say, I, I did. <laughs> no, it's just because it's auto-tuned. I did know this dog, um, and she could sing in tune. I uh. was amazing. I remember we got this uh, Farfisa reed organ, and she'd sing along, and she, and she would, and and she would just, and she would just 
pitch until she hit the note into tune and it was amazing and we had video footage of her and we can't find the video footage of it and, and unfortunately she's dead now but she was in tune singing dog and so when i saw this one i thought auto tune <sighs> ah the, i've seen the real thing mate <laughs> yeah it's kind so, of a it's, it's a, amazing it's kind of a bizarre concept really isn't it in terms of um well a number of a number it's bizarre in, in terms of a number of things really but um it made me think a little bit of uh, how effective this is, and now you know we're so used to hearing it. But I know what anybody else think. D- D- Dave Spears, have you got? You haven't got a dog, have you? Did this? Uh, you think? You think there's a career for Mishka? I mean, obviously, 107 million uh, YouTube views. I'm sure there's a revenue share going on there somewhere. That's a lot of views. Yeah, it was unforgivable, really. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I did think it was just truly horrible. I have to say, <laughs> and the worst thing is, I've listened to it about three or four times. Which... Have you started to sing the melody? <laughs> no, when you played it again now on the show, I was just like, oh dear. I know all the tunes. I know all the. <laughs> that was by uh, that was by uh, Steve Carrington, who's our regular New Zealand listener. He pointed me at that one, and I just thought, wow, that's. Uh... That's kind of terrifying in a way because there are some singers who can sing that badly with auto tune as well, <laughs> and they're not even dogs. Well, that's a matter of opinion, <laughs> obviously. Auto tune. It, it is making me feel sick now, though, when I auto tune. It's kind of not an out. Of, it's like out of phase, isn't it? You kind of you're, you prickle if that's not a too doggist kind of thing to say. It's sort of the hairs on the back of your neck go up. I know, uh, PJ. Hey. Did, is this something? Are you a dog lover? You are, aren't you? So, oh, does your oh, dog I sing? I love dogs. Uh, I don't have a dog. I, I I have a cat, and he does sing. <laughs> Whenever I sit down <laughs> to play the piano, he wants to join in. He jumps right up on the bench next to me and starts meowing. But um, I thought that dog was a beautiful animal. Yeah, yeah beautiful and, dog. Uh, all, I, all I kept thinking while listening to, to the dog sing was, wow, this is better than Kanye and T-Pain. <laughs> yes. Well, I think you the know, title of the post was, uh, the title of the post is, Mishka, the to- uh, hold on, what is it? Husky Dog Sings with iPad Better Than Bieber is the actual title of the video oh, on YouTube. Oh, Better Than Bieber. There you go. But, yeah. yeah. Wow. It's... Uh, it is. It is frightening. Uh, Auto tune sort of feels like, uh, like the dirty little habit. You know, you should keep it in a locked cupboard and only go for it. You know, when you absolutely have to. <laughs> FM in the chat room says the dog should be accompanied on synth. Uh, the synth should be an octave kitten. Bada bing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's a good. Nice good one. one. Nice one. Uh, Rich, I'm imagining this is probably not to your taste, but uh, does it does it illustrate anything? Is there any reason that it should uh, that it should have even appeared on the show, or am I just clutching at straws? <laughs> what was your first clue? Um, <laughs> Dave, Dave and I are two for two today. Uh, Dave enunciated almost to a T. Exactly my feelings about it. <laughs> right. I could not possibly do better than he's already done. And PJ, for that matter. Do you, uh, and we, I thank Gaz for that really touching story about a dog who actually can sing, <laughs> which in my mind saved the topic. Thank you. I will, I will now ceremoniously uh, bury the topic and we can leave it alone. Unless Mark, of course, uh, has anything further to add, uh, if you want to prolong um, our agony. <laughs> I've got a Bengal cat, and she can make an awful amount of noise, and I guess she could be auto-tuned. Well, you should, maybe you should auto-tune and see what she actually means. 
You know, maybe she's I mean, actually quite, trying to sing it. in a pentatonic way, but just can't quite get it. So if you auto-tune her, you might find that she's singing you these beautiful melodies. I've been, I do have an app in my phone where I can actually record her and play her back at different pitches, and she looks ever so confused when I do that, because she, can't, <laughs> she, cause she can hear another cat, but she starts to get really kind of edgy about it, because okay, she, she knows it's not her, or she thinks it's not her. Wow. So, I, I mean, I just think it's fascinating that that technology is handheld technology now, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's that, it's that whole thing. Um, so it doesn't matter if you can sing or not. I could go and be in a choir, but I could just sing into some kind of device like that and we'd all be in tune with each other, right? Just have to kind of get there, thereabouts. You know, just choose an octave and that would be fine. All you need is to get the right I mean, octave. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, it, it, it kind of reminds me of like these uh, conceptual boxing chavs, for want of a better word. I'm, like, I'm going to probably go too far off topic and put my foot in something but i i noticed that i mean i think probably ian brown maybe was the person that started that kind of dancing kind of walking kind of footsteps like a boxer kind of thing all right yeah, and yeah there's I know a that. lot of people there's a lot of people younger than me who walk like that and they just walk like that and it's just the way that they do it and it and that's kind of a learned kind of thing isn't it so this auto-tune is creating this kind of learned environment of and there's certain melodies that auto-tune is going to default to doing automatically and then as these new generations of musicians come up they're going to expect everything to have that auto-tune kind of quality uh, that girl Jessie J just had a record in the charts she's a brilliant singer really beautiful singer but she she's kind of coloured the whole thing with auto-tune because it's a uh, sound that everybody's expecting to hear like we used to use the u47s and u87s to get that kind of you know fizzy edge on a voice right they're all using your you know a new generation of musicians are using auto-tune kind of as their sound and if it doesn't sound like that you, you you're kind of hunting for what's missing or what's wrong about i it. wonder if we're going to get to the situation where you know in like in the uh, the 80s and early 90s there would be uh, sort of white singers who sounded really black and everyone was going wow look they sound yeah. like you know or and they're, they're singers now that, or maybe the next step is there are going to be singers who sound like they're using auto-tune but actually aren't wow. i think there are I think that infle- you know people are going to be learning those inflections. Because doing that kind of like right angle pitch change thing is not something that's very easy. I mean, you got it uh, to a little degree with the sort of yodel, the Sinead O'Connor, the Cardigans, the you know that kind of. Uh, I think Katy Perry does it a little bit as well with that sort of ship where you can shift very quick pitch, but sort of small increments of pitch in that sort of right angled sort of machine-like way. I mean, that, I wonder if the mm. human voice is actually capable of doing that. I mean, that'd be very interesting to see if people are going to be able to start emulating it in the same way that, you know, birds emulate telephone calls when uh, they hear enough of them. Wow, well, maybe in the future people <laughs> will have implants of, uh, of iPhones into their throats, into their larynx. Well, I don't know. Will, will they need to? Well, they need to. I don't know that that's going to work, actually, because there's that artist who's just had to go into hospital because he implanted a camera in the back of his head, which was taking a photograph every second or something. So it was an, uh, it was all about behind him or something, and it got infected. So oh. they had to take 
Well, hopefully there'll be no surgery. It'll just be somebody who can actually sing that way because it's bound to happen. I mean, there is a singer, um, and I feel, she's one of the classical singers. Is it Hayley Weston? Rather, there's, a, there's in the UK. Um, it's the sort of you know a couple of iterations on from the Charlotte Church sort of Wonderkin kind of idea. Who's got such yeah. amazing pitch? It's almost painful to listen to. It's kind of like that auto tune thing, but I'm pretty sure she doesn't use it. Gaz, would you would you know who that was? Because I know you've worked with Charlotte Church. I mean, is that something you'd be? I can't. Is it Hayley Weston? Rather, there's an Nova Brato and just really razor sharp pitching. I can't Ooh. remember what her name is. No, don't know. Sorry. Well, anyway, but uh, yes, perhaps we're uh, perhaps we are destined to to people who are going to be kind of emulating machinery. I mean, the same way that people emulate beatboxes and you know what have you. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna happen, isn't it? Vocal techniques will presumably for people who don't have access to this sort of technology. Although God God knows how you wouldn't because it's it's so. Uh, it's so cheap now, I suppose. Um, anyway, I thought it was sort of interesting. It sort of, hopefully, it did ge- generate um, an interesting topic. Uh, maybe, maybe I do th- Rich, did I resurrect any interest out of that for you in the last minute? <laughs> oh, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're very gracious, although I was fishing for it. Um, right. Well, we've got, uh, let's see, what should we have? Uh, Harrison uh, DIY Eccentrics. Um, Oh, no, we've got to have the DIY MC20 controller, I think, haven't we? Isn't that awesome? The uh, the chap over at synthproject.de, he's made um, something called the MC20. This is the guy, Dave, that made your uh, Imposca controller, right? He makes these beautiful cabinets that are basically MIDI controllers for either software synthesizers or the kind of thing. And he's made one that actually, it's an MS20 case with a slot for the iPad and a usb port so you can essentially you have all the controls for the ms20 plus you've got the touchscreen of the ipad which allows you to do the patching and all the other stuff that goes into it and it just looks like a thing of absolute beauty and there's no reason why you'd want one if you just got hold of an mc20 but doesn't it doesn't it look like the sort of thing you'd like to have on your on your shelf somewhere maybe on sitting on top of your uh wurlitzer or have you got Mm. an ms20 anyway no i haven't actually uh yeah no mario's brilliant i mean blimey he's just uh he did a fantastic job with uh imp2 controller and i think he made one for himself with a keyboard and the keyboardless one obviously was with us and uh yeah no he's done a few now hasn't he did the opx one and but this one looks really neat in fact chris was kind of drooling over this when i showed it to him earlier I wonder, because um, it seemed like it was only about 10 days ago that he said, I've started work on this. I mean, is that possible? It doesn't seem to take him very long, or am I, uh, am I, have I got my time frame mixed up? I didn't know he had started on it. Um, I saw there was a tweet saying, you know, initial something or other has come, you know, I can't remember what it was, but just started work on it. It's... Oh, wow. Because he builds it all himself, you know, the end cheeks, you know, just the framework, everything. All the, he gets all the um, panels done. Um, and assembles it all and he's got a real day job as well so it's not like it's a full time thing I think uh, it took him about a month to do the M2 but yeah brilliant it doesn't seem very much it's like four weekends isn't it yeah although he did complain that he was working sort of late nights and early mornings and weekends and his family were getting a bit irritated a bit right (laughs) well fair enough I suppose I don't know I would I would, I would love that. I mean, Rich, you, you, you're a fan of the uh, MS20 iPad app. You fancy one of these, or do you think it defeats the point? Oh, I absolutely don't think it defeats the point. I think this is a brilliant design concept. I wonder if Korg will make it. 
It's the sort of thing you could imagine them going, hmm, you know what? We could sort of do that. I almost wish I'd thought of something almost exactly like it myself a few months ago. <laughs> Does that mean you did think of something almost exactly like it? Oh, I might have. And I might have mentioned it to one or two people in the chat room. Ah. <laughs> well, I'm sure that uh, Mr. Mr. Synth Project was probably had it on his uh, horizon anyway, because he's the this sort of This is a beautiful guy. thing. It is beautiful, it is isn't great. it? Yeah, really, really sweet. I mean, I, I would like to have one just because it looks so nice. It's the same way. I've got an MS-20, and most of the time it's sat in the storeroom i bring it out to kind of demonstrate stuff it's not something i use on a daily basis but this is the sort of thing if you had it lying around you kind of switch on and just go oh just have a little play yeah i know it looks looks didn't, really really nice didn't that canadian band that won the grammy just have one on was it that or a vocoder that the guy had he had a korg something or other up there oh I don't vintage know. korg something or other oh, shaped it? like either an, it was either the ms20 or ms10 or a vocoder because they all had that same kind of really upstanding kind of shape to them Ah, what well, the Canadian? I, yes, the uh, the, fun, the 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 uh, funk band. Yeah, yes. the Canadian. That was a funk band. <laughs> uh, well, they were sort of funky electronics, was it not? The, the Hall and Oates guys. Um, the last band, whatever they were called, the Canadian guys who were the unlikely winners of whatever. You know, like they blew away people who couldn't believe that they'd been blown away. I can't remember uh, what they were called though. But anyway, their keyboard player, who was a pretty wacky looking guy in a flannel shirt and jeans, uh, uh, was playing some Korg thing. But anyway, I really like this thing, and I've been – I think virtualizing these things well is uh, not a fool's errand, perhaps. I suppose the thing about them is, is they become – it's this, this, this issue that we got. The, the amount of work that has to go into creating an interface for something makes it dedicated rather than something that's re generic and reusable. But that's kind of the conundrum that we've got to deal with, isn't it? It's like I want it to do everything, but I want it to do everything as well as, it, as if it was made just for that, which is almost an impossible but, brief. But what's brilliant about it is if you bring it and your iPod to the gig, you have a playable synth right there. Hmm. Excuse me. In other words, you don't have to sell the synth to the guy. The guy's got the synth on the device he's already got. All you got to do is sell this thing, which can either act via whatever interface you choose as a controller for your for your synth in other areas, or you can just pop the thing right in there and play the thing on a gig. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is Ar kind of sweet. Mark, Arcade Fire. Yeah, that's them. Sorry, I missed a minute of this. But how does that iPad go in there? I expect it's got a like a, I think it's 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 not slotted in it's kind of held in and you, there's a, a a connection kit on the side there so you can charge it via I guess I I'm, I'm guessing that's I mean, how it is this a genuine sort of a genuine picture of this product or Oh yeah no it's real it's very real I mean it's not a production it's not it's something that's going that, I mean I can't see how that screen where the edge of that screen ends and where the unit begins oh. that's I just put oh, it behind okay. a plate. I think I, I'm not sure, but oh, sweet though. Yeah. He's 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 <coughs> becoming he's becoming a bit of a kind of um, superstar design superstar. This guy at Project at Synth Project, isn't he? So we used to call him Super Mario in all Super the emails. <laughs> <laughs> of course, why wouldn't you? <laughs> no, brilliant. I mean, another great piece of work. I I did oh, actually. I did actually. Am I not awake? I'm even awake here. Sorry. This isn't a Korg product, is it? No, this is a, a homemade kind Somebody's of... Somebody's made this? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, that's just... I mean, I was kind of like, I really want one of these. It's amazing. But that's just... I'm gobsmacked by that, actually. Right. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're really good. I, I mean, I, I think I did. I was hoping to hook up with him in uh, at Music Mesa, but uh, he's not able to get there because it's during the week and he's got his day job. But uh, I'd really love to meet him. He sounds like a very interesting guy and has obviously got a very good eye for the details because he's, you know, all of these synths have a really beautiful kind of uh, finish and look. Anyway, uh, Gaz, would you get one? Another reason to buy the iPad? Did you get, <laughs> did you get an iPad? Because I thought you, you already made the decision. No, uh- I have got. I have made the decision, but uh, I've been advised to hang on because there's a, an iPad two oh, is yes, imminent, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, so that's Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it will be. <laughs> but then, but then I heard that the new iPad is going to be thinner than the existing one. So I was wondering how, like, you know, the new Elisa Studio Dock and all the other iPad things that are coming out are going to be able to deal with that. Then it's a good question. I, I have no idea. Blue tape on the back of them. Thinner. <laughs> so it's going to be. Gonna yeah, but in answer to, I mean, it does look great, doesn't it? I mean, I really love the idea of sort of loads of hands-on control, and that just looks superb. I did, we did a session on Sunday, uh, and the keyboard player was using a an old MS10, and uh, you know they're fabulous things, aren't they? Um, yeah, they've got life. Yeah, yeah, really. So yeah, so yeah, it looks great. I, yeah, thumbs up. Anyway, synthproject.de is where you need to go. Uh, there will be links in the show notes, of course. Uh, so we got well, we've got time for another topic. Um, what do you think? Do we want the Harrison mix or the uh, eccentric DI? The eccentric synth, synthentrics, I think, is a, a term that needs to be uh, coined somewhere. Or da- or sounds of drives dying, which was something that we didn't get through from last week. Anyone got any um, preferences for any of these before I just plow ahead anyway? That Sounds of Hard Drives Dying is probably the most frightening website on the entire internet. <laughs> well, in that case, I think we owe it to our listeners, as we've mentioned it twice, to perhaps uh, preview this. Uh, it may be a short, um, just because it's so hard to take, but uh, check this out. <laughs> Uh, I think that one was uh, Bad Motor. Oh, I know that one. That's Bad. Oh, that one. That's Bad Head. I hate that one. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's just dead. Uh, yeah, the first one was a Western Digital 500 gigabyte desktop drive with bad bearings that can't gain full rotational speed. Uh, the second one was also a Western Digital with bad heads clunking. Uh, the third one was a Hitachi laptop drive with bad heads clicks once on spin-ups, then beeps. I think I've heard that one actually before. Um, that's deeply unpleasant. Um, this is all from a site called datasent.com, and obviously they are um, data recovery experts, and they've obviously recorded... In fact, there's entire... There's, there's, pages of this stuff there's a whole western digital section a tachi section a samson section there's just loads of it but those sounds they kind of make your bum clench don't they you just think no it's a horrible horrible uh, kind of moment when that happens <laughs> and those are those are, i don't know what you could what could you do with those sounds if you play them subliminally to yourself while you're asleep you'd have terrible nightmares i'd imagine <laughs> I, i'm not quite sure what I... what what I envision do. some clockwork orange-like scenario where some poor computer tech is being tied to a chair with his ears being held open manually by some device and being fed these Close kinds bags. of sounds <laughs> while he sits there screaming, no, make it stop! <laughs> How am I doing? How's that? 
Yeah, no, that sounds that sounds like the sort of it, it is torture, isn't it? I mean, but it's. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm still amazed. When you take these kind of little two-and-a-half-inch drives out, like 320, 500 gigabyte, tiny little drives out of laptops, and you just think, wait a minute, this is just, it's almost impossible. It's like the, you know, needle, the camel through the eye of a needle kind of scenario. It's just such micro-technology. I'm surprised that most of it doesn't break all the time because it, it's so incredible that, they, that we've come to rely on this sort of arcane mechanical stuff that just sort of, our entire lives are basically, you know, almost run by the spindle or the the bad parking or the heads of, of these hard drive systems. It's sort of quite a scary kind of concept. Well, it's the appeal of the yeah. solid state drive, isn't it? Yes. Uh, I, Chris, Chris here came up with a fantastic idea. And he said that we should sample those sounds and use them in songs, but very sparingly, so that you'd absolutely freak out people. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's playing off a drive, you mean? <laughs> yeah, and you just think, oh, no, quick, back everything up. <laughs> Yikes. I can't imagine... Yeah, I mean, I, I, with me now, I'm starting to think. You know, my my car. I've got a new strategy for for backing. Up. I know we've we've talked about this, but I've now got a new one, and this is came from the uh, setting up the show um, processing machine, which is my retired Mac Mini. I now ha- I have two docks. I might have said this already, actually. I'm probably repeating myself, but but I think this is actually a good model. Rather than using RAIDs, which you you know basically, if you if you muck up the data on one drive, you're going to cock it up on the next one because it's it's, it's being written simultaneously. You just have two drives simultaneous. You write to the first one, and then you back up to the second one at with human interaction. So you say, "Yes, I want to back this up." This the the first drive is sound. Yes, just carry, just do a do incremental backup of what whatever's on there. So you end up with two identical drives, but with a human decision in between. And then you have a pair. You take them out. You put them out. And it's like what I don't know. You can get like a terabyte drive for about. 40 quid which is what about 60 bucks probably less in the states and that seems to me uh, that i think i've finally kind of figured out how to use drives for you know data integrity without this sort of terrible scariness and then if one of them dies it's unlikely that both of them will die at the same time because they're both in separate pieces of machinery they're both in separate docks that's my thought anyway and i'm sticking to it but I don't know. I mean, I think I think you know the backup thing is obviously brought brought firmly into focus with the sound of drives dying. Well, uh, no, wait. Uh, Asiohead has a great idea in the chat room. I must give him credit for this. He says, "Play them as a Windows startup sound." <laughs> that is a great idea. Now that is an April Fool's, isn't it? Or any Mac computer, you click here to install this as your startup sound. Tee hee hee. Now that would be brilliant, wouldn't it? Oh, I wonder what it would sound like coming out of this bit, whether you'd actually be fooled by it. That would, uh, I think you probably would, actually. But good call, as your head. Yeah, oh, yikes. That, that again, was via Steve Currington, who I'm not sure is in the chat rooms this week. He may well be um, indisposed, because I know it's very, very early where he is in the world. But uh, um, a couple of top topics from there. I mean, when was the last time you had a drive die? Um, Gaz, have you, have you been in that position where it's just gone? recently um, not recently but it has happened and it is a really really horrible experience isn't it well, uh, it's ex- either, you either feel it's either horrible or you feel smug because you know you're okay <laughs> in fact you know um yeah no i've lost loads of data in the past uh, i lost a whole hard drive once with so much work on it i 
I can't bear to think about it sometimes. Um, yeah, just bring on the SSD though, isn't it? Really? <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm so I'm so ready for that. But then they say that SSDs uh, have a finite lifespan because you can only read and write. Um, you know, it's a lot oh. of times, but uh, it does deteriorate over time. The charge ah, does something or other. It does just remind me, actually. I wonder if anybody's had any experience of these hybrid drives, which are like. Uh, I can't remember the make of them now. I know I think Seagate do one, um, and they are they like it stores it on a regular hard drive, but it's got I think it's got like a it must have like a bigger kind of flash memory sort of in the buffer. Um, yeah, I was looking into that. I think they've got like eight eight or ten gigs, so the, it uh, copies the most used applications and whatever to that drive, so it comes up really really fast. Right. Yeah, I was reading. I was looking at reviews of that. It looks like an yeah. interesting idea. And apparently, you can put them in your in your laptop or like in your Mac. I was looking. I was wondering about upgrading my MacBook Pro hard drive, and um, and they say that you can get oh, like eighty percent increase in performance, which seems a ridiculous amount. So, I just wondered if anybody had. I was research. I was researching, and I saw those reviews, and most of the people who were doing it were uh, Mac users who were upgrading their laptop drives, yeah. saying, "Yeah, this is amazing." I mean, it takes a little while. It, you know, the first couple of times you boot and run applications, it's no faster. But once it knows, once it's cached it properly, then it's bang, 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 really fast. Mm-hmm. Wow, Inter- an interesting idea. And then they're, and they're, they're nowhere near. They're nowhere near as expensive yeah. as, uh, as native mm. SSD drives. It, it, yeah, they're about a fifth the price, actually. Yeah. 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 Wow, so it does seem quite good. I mean, it looks like like for you can get an equivalent. You can get like a five hundred gig drive for about ninety quid, I think. Well, that's a yeah, that's a hybrid. Yeah. A, uh, yeah, that would fit into the MacBook. Yeah, I've seen five hundred gigabyte drive in the US for one hundred and twenty nine dollars. That's right. pretty compelling, isn't it? It's interesting. I, 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 was it I, Dave when we went to see Underworld and we were talking to uh, what was the name of the tech guy that uh, that we were talking to, and he was telling oh, us Tim Republica. Yes, and it was the, basically that the, what's happening now is they're putting SSD drives uh, in laptops for use uh, for gigs because the vibration of the base is causing the heads to tell the operating system that there's something wrong with the drive. So you get disk too slow errors when you're trying to play back stuff live. And that can oh, work that's with, what he had, yeah. Yeah, so he said, now you just put it all on SSD and that goes away and it doesn't vibrate anymore. Because, I mean, even if you put it in foam and whatever, just the air moving is causing <laughs> the heads in the <laughs> mechanical drives to actually sort of not, um, you know, to, to report back that there's something wrong with the disk. Well, there's another thing in Mac laptops as well. That's the... Uh, accelerometer gets upset by things like that as well, so you need to disable that in a Mac laptop. Oh, for Otherwise, life. some of them they sometimes think that the thing's falling and then it shuts itself down, which is parks the heads. Yeah, I have that when I pick it up a certain way, it goes and you just hear it ready to park. Yeah, you can disable it. You need you just need to go into the uh, what's that thing called terminal? Yes, you oh, really? You have to do it in the terminal. Yeah, Interesting. You type the command in the terminal, it teaches it not to do it anymore, and then uh, just doesn't do it. Problem. There's lots of stuff you can do in the terminal. I've been enjoying <laughs> it myself recently. <laughs> show oh, hidden, yeah, show hidden files is a good one, particularly when you're looking for things that um, you need to find. Uh, anyway, well, uh, that I, I'm glad we got that one in because it, uh, it it was rather sort of horrifying, but at the same time. I, I, it makes me feel safe because I know that I've got everything backed up, so I'm kind of feeling slightly smug about it. But if if, if any of you out there obviously thinking maybe I should back up, then we've done a great service to the world, I believe. 
Mm. You definitely need to to make sure you've got your data safe because that's what keeps us all going, really. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm guessing we're probably um, probably at at the end of the show because um, I am in fact um, got to head off and uh, go and have tea and all of that sort of thing. So towards mm. the end of my working day, perhaps we can save the uh, the Harrison mix, which is a rather interesting um, new door stroke plug-in DSP thing. Uh, for next week, because that's, that's got a lot of ramifications, I think, or I would hope. So anyway, I um, want to say thank you very much to everybody for uh, listening live. Another bumper week. Um, so it obviously means the chat room is working and the live stream is working. So those are the only two things that uh, I need to know about the outside world when I'm when I'm here. I haven't had my servers bleat at me saying there's anything wrong, so that's great. So thanks, every, everybody, for joining us. Of course, um, sonicstate.com forward slash live, 4 p.m. UK time, if you want to embed that in your psyche you can join us every week uh, in the chat room for some lively debate and uh, it's great because we always uh, have some really great input from the chat room very very much appreciate their participation of course and of course uh, i want to say thank you to our show sponsors yamahadownload.co.uk check out the mixers and of course to our guests and i'll start with the uh, furthest away and i'm guessing that's probably pj uh because he's in minneapolis um so pj tracy pj tracy music thank you very much for joining us. So it's been a great pleasure to have you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. Are you, um, when's your studio going to be complete then? Are you able to work or are you having to wait for it all to be done? No, I'm able to work. Um, I'm doing it in stages, so it'll probably be a few months, uh, before everything is, is completed. Um, starting with the technology and then moving on to um, all of the acoustic treatment. And then I've got a couple friends that um, I, it, regular listeners to the show might remember that I actually did some major construction work here a couple of years ago, three, three years ago. And I haven't finished I haven't finished that. The construction's done, but I have some friends who are faux finishers that are going to come in and do my walls and ceilings and things like that. So it'll probably be May or early June before everything's entirely completed. But when I get it, when I get it finished, I'll uh, upload some photographs. Excellent. And of course, it'll be ready just in time for the summer season when, in fact, you'll probably want to be outside more than anything. <laughs> so yes, and won't, and won't be able to. <laughs> to enjoy it <laughs> well i'm sure i'm glad to hear that you've uh, that, that that it's underway and you, you've got a new contract and got some, some some of that stuff going on so great thank you very much pjtracymusic.com and uh while we're over on the state side the other side of the atlantic we'll say goodbye to mr rich hilton thank you for joining us as well big fun as always always good to have you on thank you very much and uh that that funny glitching sound has has not been there at all so it must have just needed a reboot so that's yeah. cool to know uh myspace.com forward slash hiltonius so you can find him on myspace on on facebook as well hiltonius thank you very much for joining us i hope you have a, a good a good day in the studio planned or are you uh are you working at home today nope studio Ah, okay. Studio, a lot of studio these days. It's a lot good. of studio. Cool. All right. Thanks very much, Rich. And coming back even further, we'll say uh, thanks to Mark Tinley, uh, likebeing.com, funnymachine.com, any of those kind of URLs. You can find out what Mark's up to and uh, and uh, see, see where he's at. Uh, anyway, thank you very much, Mark. You're very welcome. Um, I feel I must actually uh, wish Andy Taylor a happy birthday because I think he's 50 today. Ah, oh, is that Duran wow. bass player? His birthday is uh, the same day as my ex-wife's, actually. So, I'm pr- and I'm pretty sure he's fifty. Well, I think I saw Duran um, Duran on um, on TV the other day, and they were really good, actually. 
It was a oh, lot. They went definitely. Fritz last night, didn't they? The I didn't see that. It was this beard, and he just looks amazing. He does look good, doesn't he, with a beard? Looks unbelievably yeah. good. I mean, it just suits him. He just looks really, really cool with it. I think. I think so too. Actually, Agreed. I was thinking, wow, Agreed. Simon looks good, and he sounded great. I mean, he was singing some pretty high notes up there, and he was. It wasn't like a you know a struggle. He wasn't shying away from them at all, and he got yeah. them as well. You know, he's singing pretty good. Anyway, Mark, thank you very much for joining us, and we will say a You're happy very birthday. Welcome. Happy birthday to Andy Taylor. Uh, hopefully I, I can make it for some more weeks uh, in the near future as well. Oh, brilliant. to be back. Excellent. Without, um, I did have a lot of problems with my car recently. It kept breaking. Oh, dear. And it's, it's um, it, I don't think buying a Ford that had done 130,000 miles was the best uh, choice of car that I've ever made. But I, it's fun to drive, but it's, uh, it, it goes wrong quite often. Oh, so. I'm sorry to hear that. And um, continuing on our journey back towards Sonic Central, we'll say uh, goodbye to Dave Spears from GeForceSoftware.com. Thanks very much for your input today. Thank you. Good fun. And, um, of course, uh, we'll say uh, goodbye and thank you to Gaz Williams over in Bristol. Hey, great, thanks. Can I, just before I go, I'm just going to go and do a session this evening, and yeah. I'm going to take my Roland Gaia synth, and I need to make a patch which is a bit like a Vox Continental. Does anybody have any ideas what? Uh, what? You need, would it be uh, uh, Sawtooth? Um, yeah. A sawtooth. Yeah, and has it got subs? I mean, you're going to need to tune some harmonics in there somehow. You got how many oscillators mm-hmm. have we got? We got three, three, three oscillators. Yeah, you have to make yeah. and, and then blend them. It'll be a bit of additive vibe. Additive vibe, some, I would imagine. Maybe maybe some sort of uh, cut off resonant, um, self oscillating resonance. Maybe, maybe you can add that in there. Also, high pass filter, I would imagine, because you're probably not going to want all of that stuff down there. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I'd start. I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid I don't have the exact um, coordinates of that because I, I can't currently have the Ultranova in my, uh, which I actually, guys, I thoroughly recommend you check out. It's a really awesome synthesizer. It's got yeah. the, some of the deepest synth technology I've seen in a, a low budget synth for a very long time. Yeah, really. Did you say a Roland Gaia? Ga- Gaia. Oh. Like cheese, Sorry. like the cheese. No, that's Gruyere. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, some some people have called the Roland a Roland Gruyere, but uh, some people okay. do think it's cheesy. Some people don't, but uh, it's a great it's idea. Good on a sandwich. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Roland Gruyere. That's fantastic. It's almost yeah, getting go- some good getting some good info in the in the chat room. So thank you very much, guys. Ah, excellent. Cool. Yeah. The chat room. The mm. chat room strikes again. Thank you very much, chatties. Okay, well, that was Sonic... Have I said goodbye to everybody? I have, haven't I? That was Sonic Talk number 207. Thank you very much to everybody for listening. Uh, it's a wrap. Singishka. I love you. Sing. Good girl.